Thanks for joining us today on RV Tech Talk, a podcast produced by the National RV Training Academy that is devoted to discussing ways to keep RVs in tip-top shape and ways to make money fixing or inspecting recreation vehicles. My name is Greg Gerber, your host for today's show. Today we're going to talk with a couple who were among the first people to take advantage of a new work-study program to help pay for technician training. Today's episode is sponsored by Work Camper News, a magazine and online publication that connects RVers to full and part-time jobs around the country. Whether it is running a business from your RV or working short-term jobs for a variety of employers, Work Camper News can give you information to help you plan a course to live your own dream and get you on the road faster than you thought possible. For more information about opportunities to live, work, and play in your RV, visit www.workcampernews.com. Many people are not aware of a program offered by the National RV Training Academy that allows people to earn credit to pay for instruction by working various jobs at the Academy or at the adjacent Texan RV Park. Bobby and Robin Parrish were among the first people to take advantage of that program. They spent several months living at the Texan RV Park and work camping there as well. They received an RV site in exchange for doing routine tasks around the park, but then they worked extra hours and applied the credit to pay for additional training. They both banked extra hours to apply for tuition so that Bobby wouldn't have to work while going to school. That way he could focus on learning as much as possible and passing the certification test at the end. Robin worked in the office checking guests in and out of the park, and Bobby served as a maintenance technician performing various jobs. In this interview, they described the jobs they did to earn the credit and how having the training has really made a difference in Bobby's life. He already knew a lot about RVing and had been fixing RVs for other people for quite some time, but attending the training helped him fully understand how all the components of an RV work together. By work camping at the Texan RV Park and being able to bank several hours of compensation toward training, that made the education more affordable. To tell their story, please welcome Bobby and Robin Parrish to the show. Thanks, Bobby and Robin. Where are you folks located? We're in uh, Casa Grande, Arizona. Casa Grande. Now, that is just south of Phoenix, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, approximately 30, 30 miles south of Phoenix, um, kind of in between Tucson and Phoenix. Between Tucson and Phoenix. And how long have you been there? Um, we've been out here running our business for the last two years, but we are familiar with the area as we used to live out here a number of years ago. What made you select Casa Grande as your point of business, your base I was familiar with it. I was uh, familiar with how big the area grew with our winter visitors out here and felt it would be, since we're familiar with the area, it would be a good place to hard launch our business. Okay. And you've launched the business two years ago. Is that right? Last year, actually. Last year. Um, Actually, it was a year this month, Um, so January of last year. Okay, and is that when you decided to become a mobile technician as well? No, that had been in the planning stages probably for uh, six to eight months before that. Okay. And did you get any training before you launched into this venture? No, I did not. Just a little bit of uh, self-doing knowledge that I had on my own. Okay. And you went to the National RV Training Academy to get certification? 
Right, to get all the proper training and to um, assist with what we are doing. Okay. And when did you attend classes there? September of... It was... September is when we started of 2018. Okay. So you've been out of it about a month and a, or a year and a quarter already. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Were the classes helpful? Extremely helpful. Was there anything that really stood out to prepare you for being a technician? Um, actually, being a work camper there really helped out. I would say it was a big benefit to us just being around like-minded people. And I learned a lot just working at the Texan RV park there. Learned a lot about mobile uh, to prepare you to be a mobile technician? Yes, it, it, it helped. Yes. What kinds of things were you doing that prepared you? I was doing my homework any way, shape, and form that I could find it to um, help prepare myself for what our ventures were going to be. Were you able to work on other people's units? Is that what you were doing? We were able to here and there, um, mostly with uh, other uh, work campers and with uh, just helping people around the park, little bits here and there. Mm-hmm. Of the training that you got, was there anything in particular that you found fascinating or really interesting or beneficial? I would say actually all the training was, um, you know, I had a basic knowledge of all the systems in the RV before I even attended the classes. And then the classes themselves opened my mind and my eyes up to um, the details of it all and how everything operated and worked together. Mm-hmm. And by the details, the, the, the nothing really surprised you? I wouldn't say there was any surprises. I had, uh, you know, studied and researched all the RV systems before I even got there. So I had um, a bit of knowledge before I even attended the classes. Okay. And how did you pay for your training? We uh, work camped. Uh, Both of us work camped there. Uh, Robin was working in the office as I was a maintenance techs out there. And um, it helped paid for our tuition. And um, so I paid for about half the tuition, and then we paid for approximately the other half. Okay. So the, were you paid a, in cash for the work that you did, or did you get credit for the hours that you had worked? We had credit towards um, any of the classes for the tuition of any of the classes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so either of the the money could be applied in any class that you wanted to do, and you eventually selected the advanced training class, correct? Correct. What kind of tasks did you do? Tasks? Yeah, what kind of jobs did you do when you were work camping? And Robin, you can answer that too. So I was in the front office, mostly, um, 
I did uh, answering phones, taking reservations, payments, um, working with the, the other work campers, uh, inventory, mailing out the uh, class in a box. What was it? The, yeah, technician uh, in a box. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that. And that's the that. home uh, the home study course that's offered by yeah. uh, the NRTVA. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very good. Bob, you, or what did you do? What kind of tasks? I was, I was maintenance, uh, groundskeeper, um, building maintenance, uh, um, electrical, and I had a big hand. They were actually building the Big Red Schoolhouse, mm -hmm. and I, I did a lot of electrical in there and assisting with um, putting it together. Okay, so you were stringing wire in the, the schoolhouse? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of electrical in the schoolhouse and um, help building, you know, uh, assisting putting the classrooms together, the restrooms, kitchen. And did a lot down there. So were any of you trained for this job or these jobs that you were doing there? Or did they teach it to you before you started? No, it was um, my life experience and what I already knew um, and what we didn't know. Of course, we had others that we could lean on and work with and um, pretty much learned a lot while we were doing that. And what did you do in life before you decided to become a technician? Oh, I've wore many hats. I've been, I've been a technician for years. Um, I was a telecommunications tech before this. Um, and I'd been a mechanic before, a diesel mechanic. So I've had the mechanical knowledge, a bit of an electrical knowledge, um, and a lot of life experiences. Robin, did you have a career before you launched into yes. this? I was a registered dental assistant in California, in San Diego. Okay. Oh, that's a yes, nice... For 35, uh, I did that for 35 years. Very good. San Diego is one of my favorite places to go visit. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nearly perfect weather all year long. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, when you were doing this, Bobby, did you have time to work and go to school, or did you work to generate the credits and then spent them in a way that you didn't have to work while you were going through classes? Right. Yeah. I, I worked to get the credit you credits and then when I was attending the classes so I could focus on the classes that we had I didn't work during that time I've heard that that's pretty intensive training is that true it's extremely intensive training I highly recommend it to anyone you really do learn a lot do you have time to study as well as uh, attend the classes yes that's that's where I put my focus at, and that's why I didn't uh, work at the park while I was taking the classes so I could study and concentrate on my studies. Okay. Did it prepare you to become a mobile technician? Or would it prepare it you prepared, to be a technician anywhere? No, it, it prepared me. It definitely prepared me to become a mobile technician, um, and it really opened my eyes. You know, what I thought I knew, I realized I didn't know, and... There's still a lot to learn. <laughs> Is there any training that you wish you had or wish you had more of? Um, I am 
getting into the hydronic heating systems, um, I have a big interest in the on-demand systems. I wish I had more training on the on-demand hot water systems. And those are the systems where you turn on your faucet and within a few seconds it's hot water coming out of it. Correct. It's on-demand, continuous hot water, correct. And some of those systems also heat your house uh, with hot water heat and even heat the floors, I understand. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, after classes, um, we des- I decided to take the Aquahawk course and became a service facility for them. Um, and that's where I really intend to make my specialty. I see. So you are going to focus on a specific area, and that would be the hydronic heating. And that's usually found in the larger Class A motorhomes and some of the upper price range fifth wheels. Am I correct, or is it pretty much available to all RVs now? It's available to all RVs, but they do mostly put them in the higher end um, Class A's and the higher end fifth wheels uh, with the propane burner system of the hydronic. As a technician with specialization, does that mean you're you're just going to zero in on those, or are you going to do general repair work as well? I still do general repair work. I do all repair work. I touch, touch on all systems. I just want to kind of focus that as my specialty. Okay. Did you learn, uh, or where did you learn to run a business of your own? Yes. I previously had a business uh, back in the um, late 90s, early 2000s. So I, I knew what it took to run a business. I had a commercial exterminating business, one of my many hats I've worn. Um, so I was, I was fairly prepared for it. And then through the training, um, got a lot of insight through the NRBIA, through the courses we took there as far as operating the business. What kinds of things do they teach that are specifically related to running a business? Um, I, would, I don't know. That was, it, it was maybe some tax information, but not like you would think like, how to keep your books or how to deal with a customer or how to schedule, how to, um, things like that. Okay. It wasn't, they didn't, I felt like they didn't really focus on exactly how, you know, the details of running your own business. That's important to note and maybe something they should <laughs> consider adding. Yeah. Yeah. They they did touch on a lot of the legality of it, yeah, and um, but not the details of it. Keeping yourself out of trouble, yeah. Let's put it that way, <laughs> which, is, which that, is extremely but... important. Oh yes, you yeah. don't want to be creating a liability situation, do you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when it comes to running a mobile tech business, have you encountered any challenges? There's a lot of challenges involved to run in your own business. Um, like not getting burnt out. Crazy busy here. We're very busy here. And we're trying to pace ourselves because um, they're short. So two RV techs here that are normally here. Uh, they are just not here this year. And, and consequently, the RV tech mobile 
companies that are here are really busy. Mm-hmm. I've so heard demand is high. A, yeah, the demand right now here is really high. And I'm not complaining, but we're, it's like a learning curve. Like, well, we didn't know that, but now we do. So we're not going to do that, but we are going to do this, you know? Okay. And what's, what are some of the things that you've decided not to do? Um, <laughs> Overbook ourselves. Oh. <laughs> I just, <laughs> Yeah. Or we, we like, gotta we gotta pace ourselves with with what we take on and what we do. Yeah, like because mm-hmm. it's still we're still learning too. Uh, oh, yeah. How to fix these and and of course each motorhome is never set up the same. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's crazy how uh, there's no two motorhomes alike. <clears throat> So like, it, what was that? Where the the like the hot water heaters? If they had a whole bunch of Suburbans, then they used those. On the and, but then if they had a bunch of Atwoods or Dometic hot water heaters, they would use those. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, okay. Um, and then they would wire them differently or put them in a slightly different place where you the least accessible spot. And then trying to find out where that is, and then figure out what's wrong with the unit. That could be a challenge. I see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there, would you give any advice to people who are considering becoming mobile technicians or RV technicians in general? That's a good question. The biggest advice I would give is, is do your homework. Um, know what you're getting into. But then know the market where you plan on launching it. Um, and don't be afraid to step out there and try it. Don't be afraid to step out. Yeah. What, what really helped us out here is when we came out here, we uh, we introduced ourselves to a lot of the RV parks out here, and then we introduced ourselves to a local uh, brick-and-mortar shop. And by doing that, we created a, um, a good karma, I guess you would call it. Working relationship. A good working relationship. We... we come to have a really good working relationship with the brick and mortar shop here and a couple of the other mobile techs out here. Mm-hmm. We all kind of work close together, referring each other out, knowing what each other are, our specialties are and helping each other out any way and shape that we can. That is one thing I highly recommend anyone doing um, if they plan on setting out on their own. Is working with other technicians and dealers in the area? Well, yeah, don't look at them as competition. Yeah. Look at them at, at them as colleagues and to where you can lean on each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you can't handle all the jobs that are coming your way, and you need to, to push some of the things that you aren't really comfortable with to these other folks. Is that we, what you're saying? We all, we all do that, and we know what we all specialize in. It's like all the hydronic heating systems that will all refer to me. Um, satellites and generators will refer to another company because we know they specialize in that. Um, extreme difficult electrical issues will refer to another tech because we know that he specializes in that. So we all kind of just work off each other. That's an excellent point. So it's important then to get to know the other people who are doing what you're doing in your market. 
Exactly, and try building a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. It has worked out extremely well for us. Mm-hmm. Is it important to have that training to become a good, successful technician? It's highly important. As I stated before, um, I thought I knew a lot. You know, I've been working on my own RVs and friends for years, and then taking the courses really opened my eyes to what I really don't know. Well, that's a good point. You don't know what you don't know until you need to know right. it, right? <laughs> exactly. And the training that they provide there, you know, gives you all the base core knowledge that you need to go out there and be successful. How you take that knowledge and how you apply it is up to the individual. Now, if you get stuck in the field, are there any resources that you have available to kind of identify the purple monkey that you're trying to resolve or ways to resolve that? I, I have several resources. Um, we, we can lean on the other techs out here if we know that they specialize in it. Um, there's been people in class that I know they were better at one thing than I was. I can lean on them. We have the online resources, uh, the Facebook group that comes with the NRVIA and the certified techs. Um, there's, there's a lot of resources you can lean on, and you also got your, you know, your manufacturers you know, of all the components and their tech supports, and you just got to know who to call and when to call. How important is certification in running a successful tech business? Uh, certification, um, it, it can be important. It depends on what you're doing and where you're at. Um, does it help it with? Mar- you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Does it help with marketing to be able to say that you're a certified technician, or don't people really care as long as you can come in and fix it? Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> We're finding more along that line right there. Yeah. That we, we don't we don't question we don't get questioned about our um, our uh, credentials. Um, people are just happy that you're able to get there and hopefully in a timely manner and resolve the issues that they're having. Mm-hmm. I have a, so on that note, we have that on our website that Bob is a registered technician. And I think it's nice to have that on a website, <clears throat> but in general, people aren't asking, Oh, are you registered? Cause if you're not, you can't work on our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it just sort of adds to the professionalism of what you're doing to be able to say that you've had that yeah. training and that you've got that certificate. Right. It, yeah. it gives you it gives you credibility. Okay. If people wanted more information about your company, where could they find it? Um, they can find it online. I have a, uh, a Google presence along with a website. And where would that be? Uh, SunChasersRV.com sunchasersrv.com very good i'll be sure to have i hope a lot of people check it out that's for sure but i thank you very much for taking time to talk to me today it's been good to find out what you guys are up to and i wish you the best of luck thank you thank you greg it's been a pleasure talking to you rvs are a combination of houses and cars going to break and require repair. It's an unfortunate fact of life about the RV lifestyle. Fortunately, anyone can get training to learn how to fix about 80% of the problems they are likely to encounter with their RVs. 
People can get some training at big RV rallies, but the National RV Training Academy is the only institution to offer an introduction to RV maintenance class nearly every month that would be helpful to RV technicians and inspectors, but also to anyone who owns an RV. With advanced training, people can become certified RV technicians in about five weeks. However, that comes at a cost. When you compare the cost of training to the prices people pay to take their RVs to a dealership and wait a few weeks until the unit can be fixed, the advantage of having the training becomes clear. Still, for some, coming up with $10,000 for five weeks of technical training and lodging can be daunting. For new RV owners, it may be hard for some people to take training classes while buying all the things they need for their RV. That's why the National RV Training Academy's work-study program is a great opportunity for people to get the training they want without having to come up with all the money up front. Bobby and Robin Parrish invested a few hours at the RV park at the, or at the National RV Training Academy itself. Instead of money, they got credit to apply toward the cost of getting that training. For Robin, that involved answering phones, taking reservations, and doing some administrative tasks. Bobby, on the other hand, was able to apply his skills to helping to finish building the academy. It wasn't very difficult work for either of them, but they were able to accumulate enough credit to cover the full cost of taking the training. In the end, that opened the door for Bobby to become a mobile RV technician and make money fixing RVs for other people. The National RV Training Academy needs help with a lot of jobs. Some of them require specialty construction skills or marketing, but many of the jobs require no special skills at all. To learn more about the work-study program and how you can get it to pay for your training, call on our BTA today at 903-386-0444 or email info at nrvta.com. For information about the training courses offered by the Academy, visit www.nrvta.com. Today's episode is sponsored by WorkCaper News, magazine and online publication that connects RVers to full and part-time jobs around the country. Whether it is running a business from your RV or working short-term jobs for a variety of employers, WorkCamper News can give you information to help you plan a course to live your own dream and get you on the road faster than you thought possible. For more information about opportunities to live, work, and play in your RV, visit www.workcampernews.com. That's all we have for today's show. Thanks for joining me today on RV Tech Talk.